everyone, and welcome back to Digital Dialogue. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Scott. Today, we're starting the episode off with our social media minute, where we break down two major news stories that have been circulating in the news recently, and then we'll follow that with a discussion on how to stay relevant every week posting on your blog. So, to begin with the social media stories, Facebook is testing a new feature for their layout. Um, Facebook is currently testing a new feed layout that enables users to side-scroll through posts in their feed. Once the user taps on the first post, then they can side-scroll through the rest of the content of their feed, essentially switching the newsfeed into story format. Oh, wow, interesting. Yeah, so Facebook's experimenting with this. It's not completely rolled out yet. The ideal is to just have the feed and your stories kind of mesh into one. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that stories for Facebook haven't really taken off yeah. the way that they have I agree. I agree. So we'll see how this works. It will be interesting to see, though, how it affects engagement for a feed post. Like, from a marketing standpoint, how to really, like, gauge that if your stories and your feed is all just going to be in a scrolling feature. Yeah, it's really interesting how, like, these stages of testing and these platforms, like, there's new stuff almost every week. They're, like, staying relevant with one another. It's cool. Absolutely, yeah. And it'll be interesting, too. Obviously, I think that to make stories a little bit more popular is, like, the essential point for this yeah. introduction. Um, but it will definitely be interesting to see what how this affects everything else and how successful Yeah, it's all tied together. Well, along that same line, I had Instagram is testing hiding like counts to reduce focus on vanity metrics. So in effort, if, in, or excuse me, Instagram, in an effort, uh, as they stated in their app, they want to get followers to focus on what you share, not how many likes your post gets. And it makes people less consumed with how many likes they receive. Um, they're trying to import, trying to reduce the importance of these counts, because given the evidence that social media is affecting people's mental health, it is worth the experiment and testing to see if we can somehow reduce the emphasis on portraying only like the good parts of people's lives and being more open about what happens every day and just sharing stories and sharing posts, not just of you at your most important times or your best times, but be a little more intimate. That's great that they're taking initiative because I feel like a lot of influencers mm. have taken that as like a personal, you know, a thing that they want to go and do just to show like, like you said, that not everything's perfect. Yeah, and exactly. It's share. not all about just getting like 75 likes. Like these kids in high school expect to get so many likes and they delete the post if it doesn't get enough likes. It's a very uh, cutthroat type of thing. So we're going to wrap up this episode with a few tips to help make sure that your next blog post is as successful as it can be. So the first tip that we're going to have, and it might come off as pretty, like a no-brainer, um, research your topic. This is obviously one of those things that everyone does before they write a post, but it's really important just to have an idea of what you're talking about when mm -hmm. you're writing. A lot of topics spring up organically through what's you know topical, whether it be podcasting, social media ads platform integration changes, writing, or office culture, especially if you're writing from like our point of mm -hmm. view as a marketing agency. Um, but think about um, if you're scrolling through Google, uh, knowing exactly what people want to read. Yeah. As we mentioned in previous blogs, it's important to produce evergreen content, which is content that will stand the test of time because it's always of interest to readers and serves as a, you know, a fountain of knowledge. The second one that we have is use your social media audience. 
So we post either Tuesdays about the podcast or Thursdays about the blog post. And um, we cater the post specifically to each social media platform as we find have certain audiences depend upon like which site that they're using. Um, we also encourage our audience opinion on topics, sometimes in the form of a question or a vote system through like Instagram or Facebook captions and stories. Yeah, you're really good at like keeping people engaged on our posts too, which I always recognize. It's awesome. Yeah, I always even just like having those captions that have people like respond yeah. back to them whether you're asking a question um and always to even taking that step further and responding back like Definitely. that really increases Definitely. the engagement and hopefully then you start creating an audience that's going to be looking for those posts every week with that in mind when you feel like you've established a solid base of followers don't be afraid to ask them about like what they're interested in doing we've actually done this before too mm -hmm. where we've really like reached out to our um, followers and asked them what type of content they would like to hear from us. Yeah, they're always so interesting too. Like you don't know where you're going to find followers, but they really do just pop up out of nowhere and they're also unique in their own way and it's fun to interact with them. It really is. Definitely. So for our third tip, it's schedule your blog topics and uh, time, as said before, well in advance. And also once you have them up, be sure to leave them and give them time. Pretty self-explanatory, but the importance of having a schedule for your blog content curation makes all the difference. We figured that out in the last six, seven months here. And before that, um, by having an idea weeks out of what you want to write about, you're able to expound on a certain topic and also helps bolster your CEO by having a wealth of knowledge on a variety of digital topics on your website. Like uh, Caitlin mentioned with evergreen content, which is so important because when someone looks for a... Uh, just a tidbit of knowledge. They're gonna find something that links them back to our site. It's great. Um, plan to invest in blogging for a long time before you see your return. The web is a big noisy place and unless you're willing to invest more over a greater period of time than others, you'll find success nearly impossible. If you're seeking short-term return on investment or a quick path to recognition, blogging is not the right path for you. Blogging is the long con, not con, but it's the long thing. You can stick it out for years without results and constantly learn, I reiterate, and improve. You can achieve something remarkable. The CEO of Moz said that, Rand Fishkin, and I couldn't agree with that more. It's oh, like, that's so true. Yeah, just having your blog constantly updated, being um, dedicated to finding cool topics, whether it be through the tactics that we use or stuff like that. There's nothing you can't do that makes your blogging game uh, better, really. Yeah, and we even you know, share that with clients too, where if you're just posting a post once a week, you have to wait a long time to see return, oh, yeah. unless, especially when you're not promoting that on other platforms. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So for our fourth tip, it's use your coworkers. So we have found some of our most interesting podcasts and blog topics arise from either a sit down interview with someone who works here, and they always just have great stuff for us to expunge upon really and don't be afraid to schedule some time in the week to sit down with each one individually uh, we obviously did our um, our own version of that by yeah. going through the development process here at Yelling Mule I thought that was unbelievably yeah, fun. Yeah those are fun especially too when it's not really your field of expertise yeah. just getting to know what everyone does every day and like you said they have information that we don't have. Yeah so. it's just you, you soak it all up so you can really do. Um, and lastly is Finish with a call to action piece. So finish your blog with some kind of call to action to follow you on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. 
Um, Nate Catoni, founder of Draft, said, when I started doing this, I immediately increased my Twitter followers by almost 335% in the first seven days. Now, that's obviously not going to be, that's case by case. Mm -hmm. But if you're consistent with it and you're building your social media accounts alongside your blog and always backlinking it to it, people are eventually going to be like, that was an okay blog. Let's check out their Instagram. And you might not know what they're going to find for content just by uh, scrolling around there. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for tuning in on this episode of Digital Dialogue. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Thank you.